So, it's been a couple of weeks and we've had a chance to think about it, but we're back from Cork. Mm. Uh, nobody's a Hatamoto, although we, were, wow. we went with great expectations. You had, to, you had to just slide that one in there, didn't you, Rich? Oh, I didn't even mean about your thing. We can get on and talk about your thing later if you like. I was no, thinking about Sam, my own. Now's not the time to stand your ground on this matter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong card. Oh, maybe. I was looking for some greater glory, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> the pun game is strong tonight. <laughs> it is. Maybe we ought to get this out of the way first off. Sam, do you want to take us through the final stages? No. <laughs> Where were we in the tournament? Last round, round seven. Round seven, it was seven rounds, wasn't it? Um, and I... We'd gone to time. So time is called. And I'm three points behind. However, um, all the other unicorn players, we worked out before we went into the game, and if the three others that were in the afternoon all lost and I got a modified win or a full win then I would be the Hatamoto because I'd be one point above those guys um, and so time is called and a couple of the other unicorn players appear and some of you guys from Bristol appear and I kind of go oh how'd everybody do and they go no not telling you I'm like, all right then so uh, so yeah time's called and they said to my opponent look if those three guys have lost and I can get a mod win, I become Hatamoto. We're way down the table at this point, three and three, playing off for four and three or three and four. So there was no way I was, uh, you know, messing my crane opponent out of an opportunity because you know, unicorn wallowing down low, no no chance of ruining, ruining her standings as it were. So I was like, I'm not gonna concede. We'll play this last round and, and see if I can win. And um, so we go through the conflict. We've both got one conflict each basically left. Um, we hadn't declared any yet, but the kind of the board states and the, the resources at hand, there was only one real conflict possible each. And so I go in, all in, um, thinking, you know, I need to break province, I need to become more honourable, and if I can seal the favour, then that just is the icing on the cake, that seals it. And then I just need to stop her breaking one of my provinces in return so that then I swing the three points behind, I can swing to a point ahead quite easily. Um, and so I think, right, I'll go all out for this attack. Airing to get more honorable, break a province, nice and easy. Um, so I send in infantry that's dishonored, that will become important later. Um, Juro, an outrider, and um, Another cavalry unit, a border rider. No, it wasn't a border. Yeah, it might have been a border rider because I think I had to defend the return conflict. So I send all four in, um, rather sillily in hindsight, because in hand I had two cavalry reserves and two for greater glories and five fate um, available to me. And so I, I break the province quite easily, and I spend a while staring at my hand, deciding whether I should for greater glory. And in the end, I decide it's the last round. There's no need forgetting that I've got a dishonoured uh, Utaku infantry who's going to leave play at the end of the round and make the honour totals even tighter than the idea. Um, and so I, I don't play the For Great Glory. I claim the ring, I take two honour, and I am now two honour ahead. No, was it? No, I was now two honour ahead, yeah, because we ended up tied, I believe. Um, and so then her conflict comes in. I read in my board rider, her conflict comes in, and I prevent her. She does a fire... Um, with just one unit, nothing big, and then uh, I prevent, I defend it with the border rider, but lose, she gets the firing off, dishonors one of my characters. 
Now, that's the end of the conflict phase. Um, Favour stays with my opponent because she had it at the start of the round. And then um, Honour is now tied because my two dishonoured guys leave play. And I'm, uh, I've lost the two honour that I gained from the airing. And um, yeah, so I, I lose by one point. Um, because I didn't have the favour and were tied on honour and I'd broken province. So that was the, the two points I clawed back from, uh, from the start of the round. And uh, so the, the obvious, obvious uh, play should have been to attack with just the infantry in the first attack and play my cavalry reserves in order to maintain my board state to defend the return conflict. All three of the characters I had at home could move into the conflict anyway, so there was no need to commit them. I was just tired and wanted to, you know, put that final death nail, you know, the final nail in the coffin, put it to bed and win the game. Um, and the second point is I should have played for greater glory because then my two dishonoured characters, well, at least one of my dishonoured characters would not have left play and then I would have been more honourable and I would have been one point ahead, won the game by a modified win and become Hatamoto. So there we go, that was uh, a good few minutes after I've sat there head in hands once I asked my fellow unicorns how they got on to the response of yeah we all lost <laughs> it dawned on me the mistake I had made and yeah it just kind of uh, took a few moments to uh, regather my thoughts and uh, you know come to terms with the fact that I'd thrown Hatamoto away I don't think you'd thrown it away but it, well, no, I was it's far too strong but, uh, it, it does, it does show chance. through the course of the weekend how mentally tired we all were. You've been too nice. Yes. It was yours for the taking and you <coughs> choked. It was yours and you choked. Consider this group therapy session. all lost. So the chance of all three unicorns losing was slim. At least you weren't the one that had a stonking set of practice <laughs> and I went to the event and just blew out one and three. <laughs> Is that because you tried to guess the meta? Uh, yeah, and Incredible. I'm a moron. I probably shouldn't have listened to Dan. Um, should have stuck with what I originally I mean, had. The logic was sound. Uh, to be fair, I had a really good first. Um, the problem is, we had all the practice games, and I'm the only crab player in the meta. Yeah. So my first two opponents were crab players. Yeah. Um, uh, my first, my first player um, was only really been playing on Jigoku in practice, and yeah. didn't have all the action windows. Okay, so he yeah. got introduced to uh, the concept of a fate phase way of the crab. Yeah. Rather than sealer of the crab, you introduced him to clubbing of the seal, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I managed to break a province first. I think the first attack is I, on the first game, I remember it, um, I, my initial flip was um, Karada District, Hida Kasada, Suichi, and Witch Hunter. And I was like, God, I'm going to bin all those. I'm going to keep the districts. That's going to be important in this game. Yeah. And then flipped into two Borderlands defenders and a favourable grounds. And then he flipped into uh, Suichi, Kasada, and a, uh, a couple of couple of others. So I'm first player. I'm like, oh, this isn't exactly the greatest of flops. Um, I chuck out a Borderlands defender for no fate. And uh, he goes, cool, okay, Suichi, two fate. I went, cool, I the crab. <laughs> Drew five, drew my other two way of the crabs. Um, so conflict phase starts, we've got no characters, but I've got crones, I've got um, goblin snakes. I think I managed to win that game with a lone attacking 
double jade tetsubo legion of one keeper initiate hold on do you have goblin sneak in your conflict deck? yes this yeah. is the card that you both said was rubbish I when I said you did no. say it was rubbish I rewind so about four episodes ago so and I used questionable it was it questionable so and, and too expensive so it's a questionable so it's a questionable choice in dynasty deck in the current Yerich in the current <laughs> meta it's actually become better than than I would have first given yeah. credit for because so many people are holding on to fate removing that one fate from their pool can be quite key because a lot of people are paying high cost, four and five cost of events and characters these days. And also, I hadn't used Legion of One before yeah. when I saw it. And, you know, kind of catapulting a goblin into your opponent and then using your opponent's fate in order to give it plus six. <laughs> Military strength. It's a, it's, a, it's, a it's a janky little combo, but the problem I found is I, I pulled the metacore and I just didn't quite realise just how much... Um, uh, dragon splash there would be um, and ultimately it was, it was kind of a bad call I played my second game against another crab player it was um, um, a guy from uh, Southampton I can't remember his name but he had one hell of a moustache it was amazing um, <laughs> oh, was that the waxed one? yes that was awesome was so good <laughs> um, I think I was too low down and, the tables to see that <laughs> I just did I just did Dumb stuff after dumb stuff after dumb stuff. And I've probably played probably a thousand or so way of the crabs. I've had several hundred <laughs> games with crabs so far. And the stupid stuff like I repre I had the choice of reprieving a um Caillou Envoy or an Ageless Crone. So I reprieved the, the Ageless Crone to way of the crab the crone, and then I can't because it's crab, uh, yeah, crab character yeah, only. Yeah, yeah. And then that just kind of sealed it and I just, just played terribly. Um, and I really didn't recover when I've had the lunch break then played um, uh, a phoenix guy that basically just saw everything he possibly could have if I hadn't have shuffled his deck I would have sworn it was stacked because <laughs> in the first um, I think in the first turn I, he hit me with all three policy debates and all three court games so I just wanted my board out and I couldn't do anything because he kept policy debating all of my, my key cards out of hand yeah. um, and then I ended up playing a lion player who I shouldn't have. At the moment, I'm one and two, trying to get into the second half of the day. The guy I was playing was either two and one or three and three and nine. But I've been marking up his slips wrong. So he's paired up against me. And he smashed the living daylights out of me. Mm. And he just showed my luck. I had a witch hunter, feast of famine. All right, cool, yeah, I'm going against lion, feast of famine. Okay, fair enough then. Finger of jade. Let go. Okay, cool. Finger of jade. Let go. <laughs> Brilliant. And just kind of had no luck in it, and so yeah, I got dropped, and then I went and hit up some uh, some side events, but really, really disappointed in myself, to be fair. Um, I won my first game, which was a complete slog against Lion, a uh, really friendly my opponent. My first game was a complete slog against Lion. Oh, it's just, and I practiced so much playing against Carl locally, mm. and knew that if you didn't get in touch with it reasonably early, suddenly it was this huge train of stuff coming in. Yeah. Um, and um, but I managed to do this massive political attack eventually against her stronghold, um, and she complete oh, she talisman, talisman, talisman. of the, the sun or did something, and it basically mm -hmm. it didn't work, yeah. um, which took the game almost to time. But then I managed to win that one, um, and then I didn't do too well middle of the afternoon, and then I won my I had my first. Yeah, how was your game five, Rich? First game of the afternoon. Now. Let's not, let's not get too hasty. <laughs> <laughs> 
My, my last game uh, before the magistrate level was uh, my first ever experience of playing Scorpion other than playing my son. So um, that was the sort of, what do you call it, the poke, poke. Yeah. What the hell's going on? You've got so much fate. You've got so many cards in your hand. Don't know what's going oh, what on. What the hell does this Kachiko thing do? Yeah. <laughs> and it, I did manage to win. I managed to get through to the magistrate level, and then I faced Sam <laughs> in the first round. That was actually quite a good game. It I was quite a very enjoyed, good game. I yeah. quite enjoyed I'd, that. I'd, uh, my morning was, was eventful. I went 0-2. Um, first round I drew against the Lion player who ended up in the cut, actually. I noticed him up there later on day two. But... Um, he uh, yes he did well but then I lost lost game two as well against a dragon player who was a relatively new player um, and kind of just did dragon things really um, no matter what I did I nearly on it out got to 23 on it tried to do an air conflict and then he just had enough to uh, prevent it um, I scared then, quite a few people with honouring up but never <laughs> quite made it it's interesting how suddenly they stare at your tokens and go Wow, you've got 23. And as soon as they've noticed that, yeah. those but final is, two is, are so this hard. Is, this is what I said. You have to bank on doing it, and it's just not consistent enough. Yeah, because no, once, cool. once, once people realise you get to... Even, once you get to around 21 or whatnot, well, that's you just become predictable. My opponent, my opponent said to me, he was very new to the game, and he said to me, how much on you on? I went 23. And he looked down, saw I was doing the air ring, read his little reference card because he didn't know what the air ring did. Yeah, I'm not Pierre at all, at least, so I didn't know what the game is. But, uh, and uh, once he read that I can gain 2 1 he defended with absolutely everything he had. Yeah. How unsporting. Yeah, terrible. That's how dare very... he ask how much honour I have and pay attention to the game today? Um, and then round four, I faced off against Crab. Uh, so I won round three. And so one and two going into the fourth game. And I faced off against Crab, and I was in a commander position, but couldn't couldn't get the five points to win. We go to time, and my opponent won't concede, um, despite the fact he has no real opportunity to win. Um, so that was quite frustrating. You know, I said to him that tomorrow afternoon I'm probably going to be mad about this because this will probably cost me four points that I need towards against Hatamoto. And sure enough, if he had have conceded, um, I would have been tied on points and would have been down to strength of schedule for Hatamoto. Um, and he and played. Been screwed by Rich. And then I would have been screwed by Rich dropping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, that was uh, nicely avoided. Then. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and yeah, he proceeds to play an assassination in the way of a crab, and then go, oh yeah, I can't win. So the board state told him he couldn't win, and he, he tried anyway, but failed. So that cost me four points, which was annoying. But uh, yeah, I made it into the afternoon, and then faced Rich. Yes. <laughs> so skipping back to what we were originally going to talk about at the beginning of the episode, um, the actual event itself, I thought the event was very well run. I thought it kept time really well. Um, I think WarpCon had got over their initial shock that so many people <laughs> had turned up to their little event. I think their student bar did very well out of us. We'll come back to our shenanigans yeah. <laughs> in the student bar a we little bit later. We have shenanigans indeed. Um, and then we um, it will, then we did absolutely terrify that small convenience store on the corner when all <laughs> yeah. 300 of us turned up for lunch at the same time <laughs> and we completely wiped them out. But sadly, they didn't learn their lesson for day two, where they should have got extra food and extra staff in because we did it day two as well. Yeah. Um, Cork was lovely. Um, people were very friendly. We can very thoroughly nice. recommend to anyone a most amazing barbecue restaurant, which we ended up for, on two occasions as yeah. a large group. Just called Barbecue Grill or something, wasn't um, it? Holy Holy, Holy smoke. smoke, that's, that's yeah. an awesome place to go to. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it was a very well-run event. Um, as far as me- mechanics for announcing the end of a round, 
I think <laughs> some of us feel that that needs to be perhaps tweaked for a future Kotai. So their way of announcing the end of a round or the start of a round was smashing a giant gong. Which wouldn't be so bad if I hadn't had to spend four hours sat next to it um, during my um, what would have been side event pod. And I swear to God, come the end of the day, I just wanted to take that gong and shove it up his ass. <laughs> I mean, what would have been nice as well is if they'd have done the audio announcement and then the gong. So 10 minutes ago, because nice. the gong made everybody jump, because it comes out of nowhere. You're just playing your game, and then bang! If they did the audio announcement ten minutes to go, gong. Then... I was about four foot away from it at one point, and I, I dropped my hand no, at one no, point. No, my hand con- cut. no consideration whatsoever. I ended up having a bang in my game by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I dropped my hand of cards at one point because I was so focused on something. But it was, um, it, I thought it was very well run. I thought they wasn't, they weren't going shy on the sort of the cards and stuff. We all came away with a decent yeah, no, it's selection of loot I, and with trades. I trace. enjoyed not having to sit around too long. It was it was maybe a little bit fast at some point. You know, you finish, put your cards away, and then the next round started. Sometimes maybe that cost me in the last round because we didn't start until 14 minutes gone by the time we'd shuffled and laid out our our provinces and everything um, but it's good to be faster rather than sitting around for ages we were in, we were in sort of the basement of the science mass <laughs> yes. box so it was a bit I th- creepy going down the first time we found like the side entrance <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the only space they could actually host us so I think it was a great shame for the traders yeah. at Warpcon because I don't think I managed to get well, back into that was, trade room again I had a quick look around the trade hall and everything was full price but it was in Euro so it was more expensive than buying anything over here um, the con itself was all right. Um, the prelude, up until probably about a week beforehand, I had no idea what it was. Their website, whilst pretty, is absolutely pointless. Um, their communications as to what was happening was utterly dreadful. Um, even the morning, we were trying to find out, okay, we have to register at 9 o'clock. Okay, 9 o'clock. We're outside the building. <laughs> There's no signs. We eventually found a small hand-scrawled L5R on a piece of paper blue tacked to a window. Yeah, I was yeah, like, okay, cool. Follow well, around like a loop. Follow this random loop downstairs. these different corridors. And, yeah. So, uh, which was slightly worrying because I think that was like, their 28th year. So, it, the event itself was good, but the convention itself was... Uh, I think it's very small. I think is yeah. the. And my only thought was that there was obviously an opportunity for retail therapy with those that had wins or losses, and even despite the prices, people might have actually yeah. chosen to buy yeah. some stuff. We were a long way away from the main event. It was, a, yeah, it was a good five or six minute walk to the uh, to the main event. Yeah. But that didn't stop us at the end of every evening making that five ten minute walk to the student bar. No, it did not. Now let me begin <laughs> this story. On the last evening, they held the traditional WarpCon charity auction. So, we looked down the list of lots, and, and we were having we were relaxed, and the event was over. And there was some stuff. I thought, oh, there's some quite interesting stuff in here. Um, I might bid on it. And, and the bar there's seems quite... There's a chain mail dice bag. See how I you into it? There's quite a few interesting things in there. And I might bid on something for the kids or come away with something. Because no one's going to bid on a Yoshi fan art um, Pokemon <laughs> picture. And I might get that for one of the kids. The fact the alcohol was flowing kind of helped. And, yeah. and then the first lot up was a fighting fantasy pink beer tankard. Fighting fantasy. Final fantasy. A final fantasy, sorry. Final, <laughs> final fantasy. fantasy. It was a mug. It wasn't even anything fantasy. It was, it was a, a tank mug. with 
Daddy written on the side. Really shocking picture. Yeah. And that got auctioned off for more than a hundred euros. euros. And the person to the who person won it was the guy it. who donated it. Yeah. And then we could see the things are going downhill. So anyway, these things which were the Pokemon went for like a hundred and twenty euros. Yeah, um, so. One of our group purchased a well, uh, Sam chainmail dice bag. A chainmail dice bag for ha- seventy euros. For seventy euros. So he was sat at the bar trying to chat up a couple of lovely ladies. And um, got a bit they too got a bit too excited. They they goaded them into bidding on it, and he bid seventy euro, and won it. Then and got then, then got surprised. then got said dice bag, <laughs> and turned up, and it turned out you can't fit all your dice if your dice consists of more than one. <laughs> but the best part was he forked over the money, took it back to the store, and they said that they would uh, make it bigger for him. <laughs> And he forgot to go and pick it up. <laughs> so he paid 70 euro and doesn't actually have a dice bag. <laughs> so that should have Good given me enough man. warning not to do what I did next. But <laughs> in my defence, Liam had just bought four flagons of ale, cider, something or other. And it was very cold and it was very nice and it, I was very thirsty. So anyway, I thought, oh, crikey, here's an opportunity. To, and it was a great charitable um, fund. It was going for Make-A-Wish. Well, it started off because Imperial Advisor, another well-known L5R podcast, auctioned off one of their members randomly for like 70 to 100 euros. I thought, oh, we can do better than that. So I went off with my phone. I wrote a little script on my phone and I handed it to the auctioneer. And this is my lesson that I should have learned. (laughs) What I should have done was said on my piece of paper that I gave him, we are an L5R podcast currently here for the Kotai L5R event. We would like to auction off a question on our next podcast to anybody and we'll answer any question about L5R. But, but then, but then but the flaw your logic is that is that every week, every fortnight, I post up on the various L5R groups and go, who wants to ask us a question? <laughs> and people ask us a question for free. What I forgot... What were you hoping was going to happen? I don't know. It seemed like a good... But I forgot about the L5R question. Oh. And actually, I just said, question. any question. And to which was, Liam runs up to me in an excitable state and said... You passed post-editing. And Rich went, yes. So I opened up the bidding at 40 euro. So, so Liam's bidding 40... There's a lot of questions on Rich's past I'd like to ask. So Liam's asking 40 <laughs> euro bid on a question on his own podcast. <laughs> and we're like, mm, that's all right. So we've just donated 40 euros to the cause. And then someone bids on top of him. Yeah, 50 euros. It's, it's yeah. uh, Chainmail's lovely ladies from the bar. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> this is... And apologies for our venue where we're host, yeah, where we're recording today. We're in a today. public place right now. Right? Yes, so, <laughs> so Liam, what is the question we have to answer on the podcast? <laughs> the question we have to answer is: What is prettier, a <laughs> or a non? <laughs> okay, so when the, <laughs> the crowd is stunned, sniggering <laughs> <laughs> <I>, slightly. <laughs> I thought the question was: What is more attractive? Sexy, sexy, pretty, sexy, attractive. pretty, attractive. Okay. Basically, pick one. So, who's answering this question? Oh, you. Oh, you. Well, you. <laughs> Why am I answering it? I have because because you're the one with the knowledge. Of because you're the one with the question. What sort of knowledge am I? <laughs> hey, we've heard about your Google history. Remember, when, when the head TO calls something, you haven't heard that referred to. Your natural thing is to grab your phone and go, oh, I wonder what that is. <laughs> So, 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 so sheltered rich, what do you prefer? 
<laughs> I'm going to abstain because I don't this, have. This, I suppose this is quite quite good. Um, uh, this is this is an audio descriptive podcast. Um, for the record, Rich has now gone the same colour as his nice bright uh, magenta jumper. Yeah, which matches the uh, the tablework. Yeah. So, if we're talking about the subject matter being in either point A or point B, do you vote A or B, Liam? <laughs> Sam. Um, I'm going to go with Liam's wisdom. It sounds wise. <laughs> it sounds like it he might be like unanimous because I've lost all hope of understanding the question now. But we have fulfilled our promise. And uh, is it, was it 50 euros? 50 euros, 50 euros goes to make, uh, a, make a Wish. It was a lady named Jen. Thank you very much. I can't remember what charity it was. It was Make a Wish. It was Make a Wish. Or the Irish version of Make a Wish. So it was a good cause, but it was yeah. <laughs> a lesson learnt as hope, well. I hope you've enjoyed Richard's squirming.